Morning, Agape again. Good morning. Um, so you know this is Sunday, so this is a, a interactive service. So I need you to repeat after me. I want you to so say, Pastor Churn. Pastor Churn. Comforting angel. Say the comforting angel. I'm sorry. The comforting, <laughs> the comforting angel. angel. Okay. Uh, let us pray. Dear Lord, my heavenly Father, thank you for this. Uh, day God, thank you for this time, Lord, and our service, Lord Jesus. Pray, Lord God, as we um honor Pastor, Lord God, for his anniversary, Lord. Use me, God. Uh, not my will, but your will be done, Lord Jesus. And, um, lead me, Lord God. Just want to thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So I I have a quick question for everybody. Uh, what is uh what is comfort? And can or you can give an example of comfort. Something that makes you feel calm and at peace. Okay. Anybody else? Relax. Go ahead, Deacon. Go ahead, Deacon King. Relaxing. Safe. Safe. Got any examples where you had to a be big teddy bear hug? A hug. A big <laughs> teddy bear. Deacon Bob, I know this may not be, but uh, Southern Comfort will help you relax. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Who brought that in? <laughs> you know what? That's why I'm in church. A, de a deacon. A deacon figures. <laughs> not giving too much one. <laughs> Yo. Amen. Going. Okay. Well, comfort is the easing or alleviation of a person's feelings or grief or distress. So uh today, if you could turn into your Bibles or on your phones and just uh meet me in Luke 22 verses 41 to 44. Can any someone read it if they if they get it, whoever gets it first? Luke 22, verse 41 to 44. Luke 22. 41 to 44. Luke 20, 22, 41 to 44. He withdrew about a stone's throw away. Uh, no, he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Is that right? Yes. Okay. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. 
and his sweat like drops of blood falling to the ground. Okay, so uh, this is my words. Jesus is about to handle his business. He had to go about the <laughs> cross for our sins. But, you know, although he was the son of God, still was human. And so during this time, right before he realized he was about to be separated from the father. And so, he, you know, he wasn't happy about that. That that had upset him. He wasn't really, you know, like, um... I uh like when I was younger, my mom took me to preschool. I cried, I cried and cried and cried because I knew I wasn't gonna be with her for these couple hours. My dad, I was cool, but with my mom, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was die. He knew he was about to uh, die. He was, you know, a little nervous, up, you know, upset about it. And so, God, being that his father sent an angel to comfort him. To give him because mm -hmm. he yes uh you know make him feel better so agape i got some news for you just how god sent angels to jesus god sent pastor churn to us mm. hallelujah personal comfort and angel name is senior pastor churn think about it for a second at our highs and at our lows who has been there Pastor Churn. Pastor Churn is a comforting angel. When my car was stolen, the first person that called me was my dad. Second person that called me was Pastor. He said, Deke, how you feeling? And I'm all right. You know, I'm trying to, you know, and he said, what do you need me to do? What can I do for you to help you better? That made me feel 10 times better than what I was feeling. You can wow. ask outside. When my dad called me, I was sitting outside. And just staring like I can't believe they got me. <laughs> Another time was when I took my driver's test. You know, I was uh nervous, sitting there ready to go up, and there was a car in front of me. And uh the teacher, the guy was like, you know, you know that man right there standing? And I look over and I see Pastor with his shades on. And that gave me, <laughs> gave me, gave me feel better. Cause I was nervous nervous. I was, you know, I'm like, I, I want to take my test and stuff like that. Made me feel ten times better that Pastor was there and he had my back. So Agape, just like me, I know that Pastor has been there for you guys. And when Phil was in the hospital, who was there to comfort you? Pastor Churn. Lady D, when you were bedridden, who was there for you? Who had your back throughout that time? Pastor Churn, Giovanna. When you when at your track meets and when you need when you gotta tell somebody something that you Tell your mom and dad. Who do you go to? Your unky. Your <laughs> when I uh when I came over to your house this past uh to help you put the desk together, you said normally Pastor helps me with this stuff. So who who has your back? Pastor Churn, Dixon family. When that guy jumped through our window on Redfield Street, came there to. <laughs> To this day, I remember this. I can't, I'll always forget the reference, but he told me whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. And I still remember that to this day. Pastor has always been there for all of us. Broken ankle, uh, sore throat, <laughs> Pastor is coming. He has our back, Agape. Even when we're doing the lawn service, 
we were on the lawn, Pastor, like, Brother Bob, do you need anything? You need some water? Are you okay? Pastor G, do you need me to do anything? Lady D. Pastor is our own personal comfort angel. So when he calls you, he'll call you a checkup. He may ask you to do something, <laughs> but he's checking up on you. And when after the next time you see that phone, that name come across your screen, call it, think of it as a comfort call. Because although Pastor may say, I need you to do something, he's checking up on you. How you doing, Brother Bob? Are you okay? What's going on? How the job going? And I'm pretty sure he does that for all of you. And he'll pray for you. Ain't nothing like what Pastor pray. I think Pastor got Jesus, God on uh, speed. <laughs> and we even, you know, at our hollows, when we was at graduation and stuff like that, and you got to pick uh, everybody get a ticket. It's my family, my grandma, Pastor, Pastor Lady Day. They got to get a ticket. They got to be there. Yeah, so next time, remember, Pastor, next time he call you, it's called a comfort call from now on. So, mm. Pastor is our comforting angel, Agape. And we got to, we want to thank him and God for putting him in our life. Because he always makes us feel better. Just his presence alone, everything is cool. You have a pastor, you never see him worry. I never, as much, as many stuff as we go through at the church. You know, I never seen pastors full or anything like that. He always keeps calm head, trusting God, and he says, "Not, not my will, but the Lord's will." He always lets God lead the way. Amen. Agape. This is just a couple of uh, scriptures for you guys to help when you need comfort. Pastor in class is something you call them, and this is just some scriptures that you could read just to make you feel better about yourself. Uh, Deuteronomy thirty-one six. Um, Psalms 23, 4, John 14, 27, and Romans 8, 28. So, Agape, let's make some noise for Pastor Churn, our confident. Okay. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ha ha. Hallelujah. Angel pastor yeah and my uncle yeah he's always there for me in the end when yeah. i was lost he gave me some food and i was chicken wrapped with bacon and when i was sad he cheered me up again 
Hallelujah. Ha, hallelujah. Angel call. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, hallelujah. Angel call. That was good too. The chicken was good. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Truly, we have been blessed with uh, truly a comforting angel in the Agape Tabernacle house. Yes, our prayer pastor, uh, Deacon Bob, he is he is comforting, you know, he is comforting. And, and we all can relate to that phone call when you, when you get that phone call, you know. <laughs> I don't know if it's always comforting, Bob, sometimes <laughs> I rattle. When I look at his name call, when the when the, uh, when the dial when the when the uh, you know the phone say Pastor Churn, I go like this. I look around. <laughs> I said, okay, but it is right, Bob. He is a confident. He is a confident angel of this house. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. Let's look to the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that Lord we can assemble together today, God. One more day, Heavenly Father, Lord, and not only that, God, we here on the 20th anniversary, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. You have truly blessed us with the um, angel of this house, God, for 20 years. And Lord, and uh, we thank you, God, that we will honor him, God. And uh, Lord, because you selected him in the name of Jesus for us, God. Lord God, for us to be comforted, for us to be directed, for us to be guided, for us to be shepherded, Lord, and we thank you for that, God. So, Lord, today use me, Lord, Heavenly Father, as I present the gospel, Lord, today, and Lord, and um, and hide me behind the cross today, Heavenly Father, that, Lord, the word goes forth and that the saints are edified, you're glorified, pastors are definitely edified, God, and, and that he could do 20 more, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, God. Hallelujah and amen. 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 Um, everyone, you know, that, that this theme that we're working with today, um, our radiant angel. No, no, which, no, which is uh, my topic is our radiant angel. But our theme is we're touched by an angel. Pastor James E. Chern Jr. As everyone just heard Deacon Bob uh, so expressively, uh, you know, really tell you that he is he do he is like when Jesus was on the cross, God comforted him. And it's, and it's true. I must agree that he comforted him. But not only did he comfort him, God blessed pastor to be a radiant pastor. I mean, he's like a radiant angel, a radiant angel. And, um, and, if, and to back this up, let's look at Psalms 34, five, those who look part a, those who look to him are radiant. When I say those who look to him, those who look to God are radiant. Amen. Hallelujah. In the um in the program Touched by an Angel episode. Matter of fact, before I start talking about that show, I remember when I was a little kid watching that show. Um, I don't know why I was watching. I was a little kid. I think I was on punishment. My mom made me watch <laughs> Touched by an Angel. Because <laughs> I sure enough wasn't no angel. <laughs> I was devilish in all my ways. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and rescue me. Hallelujah. But in the show, Touched by an Angel. Um, the episode, it was a particular episode called Fear Not. And in the episode, um, the premise of revolved around Monica, who was a guardian angel. She was being, a, she's, and the show was with Della Reese too. I want to not mention her because she was like a chief angel to help um, 
uh, Monica, who's an archangel, to to you know on her different assignments. She just wanted to encourage her as she goes to minister. Amen. So anyway, in this one particular show, um, uh, she came to help a troubled woman named Lily to confront her fear of flying. She's a she was a little uh, young lady and who was uh she was supposed to be um in a show at at the church to to be a, a arch you know be a flying angel they had a prompt where they can attach her and let her glide around the church a little bit and she was really nervous about that and um and so Monica came there to to comfort her not only comfort her but through their interactions Monica guided Lily to overcome her fear and find the strength to face her past traumas you know, she was dealing with some things and um, she ultimately she led uh, her through her personal growth and her healing. Um, not only that, Monica, uh, Lily was uh, she had I believe she had a rare cancer, a case of cancer. No, her, a lung. She had a lung disease. And um, and by the end of the show, Lily actually died. But Monica was there for a divine purpose. And um, and when, when, while she was there, um like while she was there, the, the show pretty much dealt with like the theme of faith, hope, and redemption. So Lily died, and 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 uh, Monica actually took Lily's place at the end of the show to become an angel. Amen. But you know, but while she was there, um, at the uh, she she specifically came there for that particular assignment. But that assignment just not only included her; it was everybody that was attached to her. That was every every it was everybody not so much with Lily but that that spot that that spot in that church. Uh. And um, time take your time. All right. Not only did she come. To help with all the problems. All the different people got ill. And and there was one particular um it feel good. It feel good sometimes when I let the tears down. Because this is this is reality, and in the show, it was one particular guy. He was um, Down syndrome, it was so much Down syndrome, but he was special needs, Deacon Tamika, and he was special needs, and and um, he he um, he knew of the church, but he couldn't go back. He he wouldn't go and participate in the um, programs and different things like that. He could he would go, but he only had to go in the daytime. Because at night, his parents were killed. So that reflected that um, that put a stigmatism on him about some about the nighttime. He can't come at night, like, and um, because the nighttime reminded him of his death of his parents. So, so Monica came there to not only help Lily, but to help this young man too as well. And not only help him, but he had a brother named Wayne who despised the church because of what happened to Derek. Wayne was um the uncle that was the uh, brother of the young man who had autism. 
And um, and he he always asked him. He said, you know, bring me to the church. And he said, Lord, take me back. He said, but you got to come get me before the nighttime, because you know he dreaded the nighttime because it always brought back memories of his parents being murdered. And so and I, and not only that, it was trial. It was it was trifold. Wayne hated. He didn't want to go to the church. He he lost hope. He just lost all hope in and God and salvation and he despised see but Monica came there on a multifaceted assignment like our pastor see let me tell you see this show was edited for 30 40 minutes long but Pastor Charm been here 20 years long This is emotional. Take your time, Deke. Take your time. Because the problems that he um he faces are for real. And and how do you do this? How do you do this, man? Every step you take. The enemy is there. Like, the more you preach and the more you teach, you're confronted with the enemy to stop you. And God has called this place, 1500 Allegheny, the most anointed place on earth. Got to be. Got to be. But yet he sent, he sent the archangel. He sent the archangel for agape. And um, and Pat is past to see. You're radiant, right? You're radiant. And when you say that, when you know, when you look at somebody, you look at uh, you know, you see this person shine. We ain't talking about that. We we talking about um, we we talking about when you look at Pastor, right? You look at uh, his time that he spends with God. That's what you're looking at. That's what you're looking at. Because Pastor uh Pastor lives by um uh what's that what's the scripture? Um John, um I mean uh Proverbs 3 5. Trust in the Lord with your own with thy own heart and lean with trust in the Lord with thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, yeah. and he shall direct thy paths. Pastor lives by that, and yeah. I have watched and seen him. No matter the task or the trial, he always looked unto the Lord. That's what he do. That's what he does. I mean, you know, but when you when do you get to a, a point, Pastor G, when all your decision making, everything you do is geared towards asking the Lord? That's great to have a pastor that's like that. All right. Now it says in the um when you think about it, right? When you when it says when you seek the Lord with your with all thine heart, that's it. That's basically meaning you look to the Lord, seeking the same thing as you're looking. And when you look unto the Lord, He looked back at you with a radiant glow. Hallelujah, Amen. You see that? That's what we see. That's the penetration of God's anointing on our pastor. Now you can't tell me. The things that we deal with here, 
they great. And they frustrating. You know? So, I remember in the scripture um, when, all right, firstly, when you when you became, before you got here, Pastor, the Lord had to anoint you and he had to fill you with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit for this task and this assignment. Just like in the show, Monica, the Lord, she was anointed before she got there. And there's some scripture to support that when Brother Stephen, um, when, remember when they, they was having a problem, the Grecians was, was upset because the Hebrews, their, uh, um, their widows were not given um, the rations that they they were supposed to get. So the, the thing went out. The elders said, hey, the, I mean, the apostles said, hey, listen, must we stop to go and um, serve tables when we're here to pray, when we're here to do the things of God? And not only that, see, see, but then they said, okay, we're going to put together a, a team, a deacons. Amen. And Stephen, behold, was picked for this. He was picked for this. And, you know, he was picked, he was picked for this because he was filled with the Holy Ghost, firstly. And you know what? And I know God, um, um, uh, because of the time that he spent with God, Deacon Stephen spent with God, he became radiant because his haters uh, actually lied on him and put him on trial. And they said he had the Deacon, Deacon was so much, Deacon Stephen was so much under so much pressure. They said he had the face of an angel. Amen. He he appeared. He had the face of an angel. So therefore, and not only that, when he was taken from, he was taken to court, and then not only that, Stephen was tried and he was found guilty of uh, saying that Jesus was going to knock this temple down and raise it back up in three days. So therefore, they stoned him to death. But yet, on his way out, he looked unto the Lord. He seek. He sought the Lord. So therefore, he was able to look. So therefore, God shined. The light back on him to say, Stephen, Stephen said, trust not this, this sin on their part. Don't add it to them. Amen. Because they know not what they do. Amen. So therefore, our pastor, right? You need, you need to be radiant. You need to, you need to be, um, they're having this radiance, not radiance, radiant. Radiance is something that's coming. That's like, you're, you're starting to, you know, become that what you are, but see, pastor is. God made him for this. Amen. He made him. He made him for this. And um, okay. Um, no, I know it's true. Remember Moses. Moses. Moses, same thing. Moses was born. He was born to deliver God's people. And it came a time when um the Lord said to Moses, Moses, come on up on that mountain. I need to talk to you tomorrow morning. Okay. All right. This was after he broke the first commandments. Remember, Moses was upset. He was mad at the children of Israel. He threw that, threw that, the, 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 the um, the, the, the two tables, the uh, stones, you know, with the, um, the gospel on it. He threw. He was so mad. He just threw it at him, and he was angry. So therefore, God said, Moses, come on up to me. Come on, let's talk. Let's talk. So therefore, Moses came up. They said, and the next day, God told him, don't bring nobody with you. He came up there on the mountain. And then when he brought him up on the mountain, they said he was there 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, Reverend Pastor G, he was intimate with God. He spent some time. He spent a lot of time with him. He had no food nor no water. That's now that's only God can do that. So therefore, it took some, it took some time and quality time to spend with God in order to do this marvelous assignment that God has prepared for all of us. Amen. And especially our pastor. 
pastor's still here for 20 years. So he so anybody else would have been quit. You hear me? I, we, we'd have probably quit when the first raccoon, we seen the first raccoon break into the building. We out. <laughs> Amen. You hear me? We out. But anyway, so when the time that he spent with Moses, and then when he came down from off the mount, they said that he didn't even realize it, but the people, Aaron and the Israelites, realized that he was frightening because of the radiant look that he had on his face. He so he so so therefore he had to take a veil and cover his face. And he had to hide. He had to hide his presence with the Lord. And it was to the point where when he was dealing with the people, he had to put a veil on because of his time that he spent with God. And therefore, he took, um, when he had to go back to God, he had to take it off. He said, take it off. So therefore, when he went back to the people again, he said, said, you know, it was, I've read in in the study that the veil um, was was it was kind of selfish to Moses because the veil kept them from seeing what was passing away. He talking about the fulfillment of Jesus coming. He kept the people from seeing that. See, he, he you know, he, he. That's one thing that you know you could be with God, and it, and, the, and the Shekinah glory hit you. That's hard to handle. But when people that don't see God, when they when they see you, when they see that the shining that's in you, Pastor, they want to know where your church at, or they want to say, "Let me pray for me." They see the they see the um see, it came a time where see the because of the we in the fulfillment now, of what Jesus did, so therefore we don't have to that the veil. We need to wear the veil. We please do not wear the veil because it said. When you talk of the uh, Old Testament times of Moses, they said you got to put a veil on the head at. But now we have Christ. So therefore, we could take this veil off because the problems are so great today that people need to see the Lord at his best. And especially we armor, we armor, we like uh, armor. Um, we, we carry the armor of light for God. Amen. Because the light already came. That's what I heard in a sermon preached a while ago. The light already came. Well, we image bearers of this light. And therefore, we don't need to wear no veil. We don't need to have no veil. So therefore, when you're shining, when people see that you in the Lord, they, they can't, some mad at you and hate you because you see that they see the light. They see the song, the strong, marvelous light. So therefore, Pastor, you have truly been a, a, a man who's like um, a Monica an archangel that was sent for a divine purpose that was great, a design assignment. And see, Monica in the show, you know, I often watch plenty of episodes of these shows. And I noticed she was there every time there was a problem. There was something going on. The same thing, Pastor, they are ongoing. They are ongoing. And you have yet to even deal with the problems that once the church, if the church is rebuilt, once it's rebuilt, to deal with the magnitude of what is coming your way. Amen. And and, and when it and, and pastor in preparation for these people and for the and for the um 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 excuse me one second, y'all. And in preparation for the uh the people that's waiting on Jesus that need to see Jesus, they sure enough need to see the radiant light that comes from you. Amen. They need to see, they don't only need to see no veil put over your face. 
Amen. To hide, to hide something that they need. They've been longing for in that area, 1500 West Allegheny. They have been longing for it. Amen. See, let me tell you, angels, they come to deliver messages, offer protection, guide individuals, carry out other tasks related to the divine will. The specifics of their actions and productions can differ greatly among different cultures and religious texts. Now, I'm just wanting to just add that to you, but um, see, our uh, the light, the light that we see in our past. That we, I'm glad that we 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 have it like this past. It, you know, this, this, these assignments and tasks are so great. And every time Satan, we we get his attention. You know, he knocked down the fence again. You know what we built, which we 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 it was so desperately trying to build that fence back there, but he came to knock it down. We must have his attention. You know, your light is shining so much that, you know, it's like this. You see this? Look at this, Pastor. Look at that. Woo. That's what it's like to him. And that's what it's like. You know, everyone, we all can have this radiant light that Pastor has. Pastor G, we have to spend time with the Lord. Amen. Now, 40 days, 40 nights, uh, we ain't, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. You know, just that, you know, you know food and no, <laughs> and no drinks. It's like, but... The time that's needed for you, Agape, is needed. We need to spend time with God. We need to spend some time with him because he has an assignment that we all have to do. We all have to participate in this assignment. In closing, Pastor, listen. There's a songwriter says this. He made a way. Don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. Standing here, not knowing We'll get through the test. But holding on to faith, you know the best. Nothing can catch you by surprise. You got the you got this figured out, and you're watching us now. And when it looks as if we can't win, you wrap us in your arms and step in. And everything we need, you supply. You got this in control. And now we know that that you made a way with our backs. When our backs were against the wall and it looked as if it was over, you made a way. Made a way, yes. You were standing there only because you made a way. You made a way. Now we are here. Now we're here looking back at where you come from because of you. Oh. Nothing we've done to deserve this love, to deserve the love and mercy you've shown. You've shown, but your grace was strong enough to pick us up, and you made a way. When our backs were, when our backs were against the wall, it looked as if it was over. Lord, you made a way, and we're standing here, and we're standing here. Excuse me, everyone, and because you made a way, you made a way, you made a way. When our backs were against the wall, Lord, you made a way. Excuse me, everyone. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. God, truly, Lord, you did make a way. You made a way 20 years, Lord, to see our pastor, Lord, still standing here. God, looking back, 
over the past trials and tribulations, ups and downs. Lord, building almost knocked down. You mm -hmm. made a way. Lord, citation after citation, chimney falling. Lord, community, community people tripping. You made a way. Lord, we thank you, God, because Lord, Heavenly Father, because Pastor is so radiant, God, not that he's shining, but because he looks, he seeks you, Lord, all the time. So therefore, he looking unto you. The scripture says, he look unto you, which cometh our help, our help coming from the Lord. So God, we thank you because of his seeking and his looking that you look back at him to say, I got your back. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making our, giving us such a, a angel of this house. We glorify you. We magnify your holy name. Dad, we are nothing without you, Lord. So we thank you, God. Truly, Lord, you have made a way. And we just thank you, God, and thank you, Lord, for allowing us to grow closer to you. Lord God, in, in our best way possible, whatever level we are at, let us seek your face. Let us, Lord, do it to the point where it shines so much, Lord, we don't need a veil. We want this shine, this light, to go into this lost world. We glorify you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.